so incredibly epic. Jake, do your doo-doos again. It's bacon time. Time. Yeah. Yes, let's start off the show by, by getting our name wrong and making everyone think the show is Bacon Time. You know, that's a great beginning. We're just going to stick with it. <laughs> I mean, the show doesn't have anything to do with bacon, like surprisingly enough. It's Bacon Time. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome to Bacon Time or Bacon Cell. Um, one of the two. Yeah. My name's Kenny, uh, sometimes known as Kent. Which is my name. Um, and I, the reason I say Kenny is for the audience who knows me from other shows. Um, and I, yeah, I guess I'll just introduce myself first. Please do. Uh, who are you? Uh, I am a man. I am, well, I'm not going to say my age. I'm, here's my social security number. That's good. How yeah. tall are you? I'm 6'3", six, 6'2", six, but with my normal posture, about 5'11". <laughs> um, I like pina coladas, walking on the beach, and just the best kind of movies out there. And I say that because I am a retired movie critic. Um, retired? <laughs> yeah. I think we can say retired at this point. <laughs> like, I, I still do it. I still review movies, but I don't have to see them. But you I know? think that the fact that you still get those uh, pre-screenings, the fact that, yeah. they, that you still have the, the website yeah. that, where you review movies, that, they're not retired. Okay. You, you're a retired radio critic. Yeah, You're still a movie critic. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. And, and I hate the term critic. I'll say reviewer. You're that... definitely a critic. <laughs> you are the biggest critic that's ever critic. You do not critics. know the regular critics here in this state. <laughs> I'm the nicest critic there is, and I'm not very nice. But, yeah, so I have a website, ShowtimeShowdown.com. You can also find me on PodGoblin.com where I do the Radio Ronin podcast. Um, I like the sound of my own voice, which is why we're here today. Um, and then let's move over to Joel. That's me. Yeah. My name is Joel. I am also a man. Uh, apparently, we're going with height, so I'm 5'10". I just recently found Really? Out. Just 5'10"? Yeah, 5'10". Huh. Yeah, well, I'm that, average. That's up from 9. You so are average. I've, I've called myself 5'9 for almost my entire life, and it wasn't until maybe th- three years ago. You gained an itch without even knowing it. Apparently. I've been eating my vegetables. Uh, but I, uh, for, the, for the most part, at my day job, I'm you know the mild-mannered manager type. Yeah. Uh, by weekend, I am an improv comedian. Yes, uh, you are. I have been doing improv comedy with uh, Quick Wits here in Utah. For You're kind of funny, too. Thank you. I mean, not here at work, but on the weekends. Yes. No, I have yeah. to. I save it up for the weekends. Yeah. But I've been with Quick Wits since 2001, so almost 14 years now in August. Which is nice. I mean, you did start improv four years after it was relevant. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> it's sad but true. Uh, but I'm with the I'm with the original Utah Quickwits, and I would like to talk about that sometime. We, because we'll, we'll get into the whole schism sometime. Although Quickwits does have their own podcast, yeah, and they've had a, a number of discussions about the history. Uh, we of don't want to Bogart or anything. No, no, no. But uh, also to to give uh, some weight as to why I'm here, I mm-hmm. am also a movie lover. I am a film student. I'm a film snob. I will fully admit that. And uh, I love talking about movies, and I love arguing about movies probably a little more than that. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you do hold a good argument. In fact, that's kind of how the show started, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but we also have a third member. He may not be on the logo or anything, but we have him. 
You may or may not be. It's yet to be created. I'm thinking I'm going to be on the logo. <laughs> really? Yeah. You're just making that creative even, even decision? If I'm just in the background, like making a peace sign or something, I, that'll be enough. That'll be enough. Most logos include people in the background of the logo. <laughs> this one, the guy who's like, you better include me. Like, peace sign? Yeah. Oh, because you want us to be peaceful. Right? I, you're well, supposed to be the peacemaker between the two. I am of us. the peacemaker, but in reality, I do not want you to be peaceful at all. Like, not at all. Because uh, we're kind of boring when we're peaceful. Yeah, you're super honestly. boring. Well, no, no. I mean, the, the, so, whole, the whole point of entertainment is conflict. So if you sit there and have two people, it's like, hey, I like this movie. I liked it too. Moving on. Which actually comes to the origin of this, which was I noticed. Uh, oh, and I'm. Did you say my name? Already? No, no. Okay, I, I, I'm Jacob Rogers. Are you a man? Uh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, last name. I'm, yeah. I'm a man, Ooh. and you can look me up now. Um, you're not on Facebook, though, so I'm not on Facebook. why bother? If you want to see me on Twitter, you're basically going to be disappointed. So uh, I saw Kent here, also known as Kenny, and Joel having conversations all the time about movies and whatnot. And he they, saw them. He never heard them. He was looking at us through glass, and we just had very wild gestures with our hands. I basically put it together. Yeah, and uh, you punched me at one point. That's when he knew there would be a show. Well, what you guys don't know is that I read lips, and so the joke's on you. But (laughs) hey, vacuum, 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 (laughs) family friendly, family friendly. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. So go ahead. Uh, So Kent was telling me he loves me, but um, anyway. Uh, so yeah, I saw these guys arguing and just entertaining the heck out of everybody around them because they are so combative in their opinions about movies. And Kent has strong opinions, and so does Joel. But Joel's also very funny, so it works. And <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Kent, you are just okay. First, in. I was like, dude, you gotta you gotta stop with the compliments. You know, we're entertaining <laughs> everyone around us, and yeah, then you call Joel thing. funny, and then stop there. <laughs> it's yeah. funny because it's true. Yeah. No, but the, I mean, we 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 should probably. Full disclosure, we work together. Yeah. And Kent and I will have the... Do I call you Kent or do no, I No, you, you call Kent? me Kent. I mean, you guys know me as Kent, and All the right. audience will understand. Um, Kent and I would... Kent would come over to my desk, and we, he'd start talking about whatever he loved, and I would take that... <laughs> just, Joel, just this, Which is limited to, like, so, three things No, yeah, the that's world, the thing. If it's something I love or something that I hated that, that day. Hate, well, <laughs> the range of your hatred is much wider than your range yeah, of love. Joel. It's basically... Kittens. Everything, kittens today. you hate and the things you love is, like, your wife and one of your kids. <laughs> So, but Kent and I would have these conversations at our desk and they would be somewhat elevated in tone and voice and we'd end up looking around and seeing everyone was looking at us and then people would jump into the conversation as well. And so Jacob wanted to kind of capture that lightning in a bottle and tried to record us on a number of walks and it didn't quite work out. So we figured we had some professional equipment in here and start talking. We're hoping this show will be lightning in a bottle. I don't know why we didn't call it the lightning in a bottle podcast. I think that's taken by Christina Aguilera. (laughs) That's genie. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I'm your lightning in a bottle. (laughs) You're actually a good singer. So I hope people don't judge you by that. No. Um, (laughs) But yeah, our show is called Bacon Cell. Uh, there is a strange reason as to why. Um, Which Joel, you'll just have to wonder Jake, about. I mean, we can kind of tell people. No, you can kind of figure it out. Re- you're just going to make them guess. I don't, I don't think. I don't think we should spell it out for them. No, well, if here's the thing: they're paying attention. They'll figure it out. No, no, no. That's not true because <laughs> they, won't. <laughs> they won't figure it out because it's ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, they'll figure it out. I'll just say it right now because the the reason that our theme song is what it is is be is because of our name. <laughs> Which is a combination Seriously, of... Seriously, if they don't figure it out from the theme song, then they're not paying attention. They're, it's, they're, no, everyone knows no one's going to know no the thematic you know, anthem. The other one. Where it sounds like, you know, Night on Disco Mountain. Yeah. 
It's pretty much <laughs> all you all you really need to know at this juncture is that Bacon Sale is a combination of Kate Beckinsale and Kevin Bacon. That's really all you need to know. Yeah, and there's a story that kind of leads into that, and it's. But rest assured, we survey monkeyed the names, and Bacon Sale won. So it's obviously yeah, all the best ten one. people who voted on the survey seventeen like this more than <laughs> Cool Boy Podcast. Yeah, was that one of the other ones? Was Cool Boy Podcast? I don't think that one. I Basically, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> all right, so so that's us. Yes. Um, and yeah, we're kinda... now introduce yourself, listener. <clears throat> was this like Dora? <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> what was your favorite part of the show? My bien. Me too. <laughs> Is. By the way, is somebody Dora, has young kids. Is Dora the bear, the bear from Snuggles Fabric <laughs> <Yeah>. Software? <laughs> that was Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting my 90s icons mixed up. Uh. So anyways, you know, it's kind of strange to start a first show because we want to start with something big. But we don't really have... Well, anything big to say if you start from something big where do you go from there no it's true maybe it's true. okay maybe we should start the show by acknowledging the fact that two people in this room have seen every best picture winner ever and we're gonna do a show about that and pretty one soon of them have not and one of and one of me but, have but let's not. not say how that person or these people got there because I think it is a long and dramatic story. It is, but I just wanted I just wanted to kind of give the, the gravity to what kind of people we have here. Oh, you're saying uh, you know people who've seen every Best Picture winner are complete snobs. Yes, <laughs> you're on your way. You've been holding it against me this whole time, <laughs> but I'll get there. I'll get it's, there eventually. You'll get there. You'll get there, Joel. Thank you. With your but little I mean, mic, that, that would be a big conversation we'd want to start out with. But the fact is, if we start so big, where do we go from there? It's true. And that was kind of a challenge between friends. And we can't have a challenge every show because That's my we'll be sad me. and lonely. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into a topic. Okay. Which topic? I think you know the topic. This is the topic I've been hearing about all day. <clears throat> well, and they, they can't stop. Like, let, they just can't I'll be, stop. There's, I'll begin. There's, there's an 80s movie with a sequel. Well, let me, let me just talk here about the origin of how this happened. So I was watching the new season of Community. Yeah. Big fan. And they had an episode where they were doing a stage production of Karate Kid. This is a good starting place. Which I, I loved. I thought, it was, I thought it was hilarious. And I'm laughing and laughing and laughing at this parody, or homage, I guess. And all of a sudden, my wife, who wasn't laughing, kind of leans over and says, ah, I haven't seen Karate Kid. And I, I was floored. I audibly gasped and said, what? Because I'm pretty sure I've watched this since I've been married, but apparently she wasn't in the room. So then I bring that news to Kent letting him know of my wife's uh, sin of omission. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say, well, it doesn't matter because Karate Kid 2 is the better movie anyway. <laughs> that's actually exactly how I heard it. That was, yeah. that was like Pretty much that, that's how I remember it. Th- this show, guy. there's only truth and no hearsay. Not at all. <laughs> we should probably clarify that the majority of the show is going to be discussion of media, media-related oh, yeah. things, music, movies, TV, whatever we feel like we want to argue about. <laughs> and and it's culture. strange because... Pop culture, too. Yeah. We generally agree, but when we disagree... We being Kent and I, or, or you know, you and me, or, or Jake? Well, it's no, kind of no, like... about Joel and Kent. Yeah, you, you and I, Joel, and okay. Jake is kind of the guy that... He's a, he, he's a fire starter. Yes. He wants this to happen. I, I'm Some trolling. men just want to watch the world burn. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So I didn't really say, Karate Kids 2 is way better. I said, oh, you know, it's, you know, shame on you, but it's not really your fault. I, I actually blame your wife's parents, first off. Yes. Because, or her siblings. Does she have siblings? She has plenty of siblings. Then they should have made her watch it. She has two brothers. They should have made her watch it. What were they watching instead? Uh, mostly The Sound of Music. 
<clears throat> All right. Uh, no comment. Uh, <laughs> lots and lots of All right. Newsies. newsies is okay. It's okay. Yeah. But, but anyway. I mean, it's really your responsibility to make your kids watch Karate Kid. Yes. And I have shown it to my yes. nieces and nephews, but my children are still fairly young where I don't think they'll appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I want my kids to be able to, let, you know, karate chop each other in the face at, right after as they're mimicking it, and they're not going to do that. Just yet. teach them the unblockable kick, and then. <laughs> we'll get to that. So Kent and I had a discussion, and and in that discussion, Kent brought up the point that he feels that Karate Kid Two is the superior movie. Yes, I did. Out of all the Karate Kids, so they immediately went around the office polling everyone to see what <laughs> everyone else thought. Which well, that's then the moved thing. To Facebook, not yeah, because it's a bit strange to disagree on something like this because Joel thought it was such a given that yeah. Karate Kid was the best think, of the okay, series. And I'll, I'll put my defense out there because whenever you think <laughs> of the Karate Kid, you think of the crane kick. Either on the pole during training or in Johnny's face. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Johnny gets kicked in the face. In case my wife is listening, yeah. Johnny gets kicked in the face. That, yeah, seriously. That's what everyone knows and everyone like relates to Karate Kid. And no one does that with Karate Kid 2. You know what? It, I would say because it's the first movie. I mean, it's what people know because it's the first time they saw it. It's the crane kick was new. It wasn't any normal karate chop or anything. It was a ludicrous move. Which I hear they actually got in trouble because they showed such a controversial martial arts move. Stop it. Yeah. That cannot be blocked. No, I've heard that. Yeah. (laughs) As we we all know from practicing it on our friends. That movie sells the crane kick is the move that cannot be blocked. How many of you tried a crane kick on a friend? I just want to know. (laughs) And how many of them got kicked in the face? I never kicked anyone in the face, but I'll tell you what. Because you couldn't lift your leg that high. When I'm hanging up on one leg with my arms in the air looking like a goofball. Let's do it right now. I mean. (laughs) I'm just saying. How would I not know that you're going to be kicking with your standing foot? That's the dumbest thing ever. Well, but Daniel, Daniel Daniel-san did it. I think that's what we need to remember here. So then Ken's defense. So, no, tell me. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, your defense of Karate Kid 2 Mm -hmm. seems to be, well, it's much more dramatic. Really? Is so, that the, is that the basis? You of know what's thing? great about this is like you can say why Karate Kid One is so great, and then you can also give my reason for why tr- Karate Kid Two is so great. Well, I am feeding you most of your opinions during the show. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I do. What I think Karate Kid Two does is it builds on the first. It's not your standard sequel, so it doesn't have a foundation of its own. It, it I'm just easily that's, no. That's what you're saying no, and that's usually a problem with sequels. I'll give you that. Right. But this one starts off, and it's kind of strange the way it begins, but it's. This this teacher goes to Okinawa, and his student follows him to the airport and says, Hey, <laughs> I don't need to go to college. I can follow you to Okinawa. That's pretty much exactly how it delivered. Yeah, you know, it's sure true. And that's it. why I laugh. <laughs> and then, then the movie happens. Right. And I think the movie goes far deeper than it's just a story about a kid being bullied and falling in love. Because who can relate to that? Well, no, that's... <laughs> I, I would say the first one is... While I like it, and that's the thing, people are going to think I'm going to hate on Karate Kid after this I, show. We, we should clarify. We both like Karate Kid 1 and Karate Kid 2. Yes. But I think, in terms of what we're saying is the best movie... Yeah, relatableness isn't necessarily a value in what a better movie is. No, it is. If you, if you present a movie that isn't relatable to people... That doesn't mean it's a better it's movie. It's not going to do well. I mean, yeah. I mean, if trans, you, can't, if you don't relate to the audience... isn't relatable. You know, it's like... Apparently it is. <laughs> Have you seen oh, the box office? Are you numbers? saying relatable means box office money? No, I'm not saying that. Okay. I'm just saying if you do a movie, an uppity, snobbish movie that no one can relate to, then it's an art film. The second Karate Kid, though, just to clarify, did make more money, though, right? Isn't that what the it did. ruling was? Well, I thought you just said box office wasn't as it, important. It, if I was just clarifying what You're, Jake you said. You brought up box office. 
No, you brought yeah, up box office. You brought up box office. Roll the tape back. <laughs> no, you you both talked about, it and I said that doesn't equal relatability. I never said box office. You're the one that brought up Transformers. I said relatability. I said Transformers. <laughs> this is usually how the fight it goes. Made, it made more money. Did not. Did do. Did not. Did do. And, and I'll give you that. It's a sequel to a so very. You were, you were saying it to a favorite, a fan favorite movie. It's a sequel, so people are going to be like, yeah. Let's see this again. Right. But what it did, they actually didn't see the same thing again until Karate Kid 3, which is a very terrible movie. Yes, we all agree on that. But yes. Karate Kid 2 was like... That's actually my favorite. Hey, Liar. Miyagi has like a pretty interesting backstory, which they helped set up in number one. Right. But expanded upon in two. Yeah. And made it colorful and How many Academy Award nominations story. Did, did Pat Morita get for no, Karate Kid 2? Listen, I did my research, and when he got the nomination, people were just like, what? Because it's This because guy? Of the sake scene. It's because of that scene when he's crying no, yeah. and talking about his family. And that's the one he got. He got an Academy Award nomination for Best Supporting Actor for Karate Kid. I thought he got it for the Catching the Fly with the Chopsticks, right? Isn't that like... Because he, he really got that, that too, but that was Best I think it was the deleted effect. scene where he, you know, he's a pedophile with Daniel Whoa, Sun. Oh, family friendly. It's... it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> you'll, family friendly you, you're going to have to pull that card out every this, once this in a while. Like your radio Ronin. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just say whatever you want, can you? Pedophile is just a term. <laughs> wow, so that's going to be the headline for this show. <laughs> now let's all take turns naming terms. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, here's the thing: is when I put the question on Facebook because because Kent and I did that. We put our we put it out. We get there. a little crazy about it. We we were very we were very objective. We didn't mm-hmm. say this one's the best. Tell me why. It was like, hey, which Karate Kid one is your favorite one? And it was interesting because my poll it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Whereas your poll. Credit Kid 2 got blown out. I'm of the counting water. right now, actually. Uh, Do you want to expose how, how many, how few people <laughs> voted on the poll? You probably had more than I did. Yeah, let's see. Well, I'm just going to guesstimate here because that's going to be accurate. Who cares uh, about it, the real numbers? Let's just hear what they said. Okay, so some people, uh, you know, people were saying the first one, clearly. Uh, someone else, which brought up a very good point, said two words Elizabeth Shue. And I'll give you that. It's Elizabeth Shue in the first point. movie. Is she completely removed from any other Karate Kid movie? Well, she broke up. It's mentioned that she broke up with right. uh, okay. yeah. Daniel's son in the yeah. second one. That's right. I do remember that now. Um, so the whole epic relationship for the first one, completely thrown away in the second. Yeah. It just like let's every just 80s kill, movie. Let's just kill Johnny Cage right at the beginning of Mortal Kombat <laughs> Annihilation. Why not? That movie was never made. Come on. It was so bad. Uh, a lot of people said, uh, th- are you talking about the remake or original? And then I would just get mad. I know. I hate that question because it's like when you say which, which Karate Kid is the best, you're obviously not mentioning that one. So one of my That's friends. in the running for one of the best ones? No. no. Actually, a lot of people here at work voted for it. Uh, All the youngins. It sounds like it is in the running then. One of my buddies said, I'm going to have to say the crane kick. There's literally no defense for it when done right, except when it's defended in part two. And we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, except when someone learns how to lift both their arms up, um, I also have a number two was the best. The music was fantastic. No, and I got one of that too. That said, oh, where is it? There it is. Two hands down, just for the song. Which, for just to remind everyone out there, <laughs> let's talk two, about the music. Well, yeah, number two had the whole "Glory of Love" by Peter Cetera. The, yes, I am the man who will find. For your father, or whatever it says. For your on honor. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't tell. You mean, hold on, singing. hold on. Okay, talk that, about the best. You're the best. That's what I'm saying. And number one, that it's this romantic ballad that you hear on adult contemporary stations versus Joe Esposito's classic. You're the best around to the number one. 
which is way out of my range. When you say, <laughs> you're the best around. Well done, guys. Thank you. Well when done. you say classic. Classic. And I looked into this. You mean classic joke, right? Oh, come on. You cannot. It, no, no. You're telling me when you hear that, when you hear that opening guitar When I hear riff, that, I think of Rad. I think of the BMX movie. I love Rad. I mean, that's not the song from Rad, but like that kind of quality of oh, montage. Man. I wish I could remember yeah, the song off the top of, of my head hold right on. now. Send me an angel. Well, not that one. No, hold on. That, What's that's the other the, one? That's the Bicycle Boogie one. Yeah. With him and, and uh, Aunt Becky. <laughs> but no, at the beginning, I used to love that song at the beginning when it's showing all the bike riders yeah. going. And now I can't remember it. But that's the thing. I, I looked into this and, you know, just to see how each song did. Um, oh, we want to talk about how things did. Okay. No, Go ahead and do yours and I'll do mine. We'll get there. We'll get there. This is why it's an argument, Joel. <laughs> so um, uh, the Peter, T- Peter Cetera song mm-hmm. was number one, the number one song in the Billboard Hot 100 for five weeks. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, so it box, made an impact. It's, it's the box office of the music industry. Yes. Okay. You're the, you're the best was never a thing. Never, never not thing. ever. I will say that it's been played on, well, you know, Family Guy or South Park or other parodies because it's a funny song. It's a great montage song. What are you doing over there? I'm looking up the rad theme song. <laughs> of course you are. Going to break the ice. Oh, yeah, so like good. time is standing still. Aiming right for your heart. Jo- Ready to take another spill. Wow. This is like a singing episode. <laughs> it really it is. is. Um, so, based on that, I mean, you can hate on Peter Cetera all you want. It's a, it oh, is I a cheesy song. It's a cheesy song, but it, it did very well and actually boosted this what movie more. You, it's like when you make a rom-com. You're going to get all the date people listening to it. You're going to get, yeah. When you get the girls involved, the box office is going to go up. Just saying. Or the girls with the kids. But that's yeah. just it. It's like when you hear that opening guitar rift of you're the best around, you can't help but just want to start punching something. I can't help it. <laughs> Unless you mean punching the guy who's singing. No. You're going to be the man. We should probably get the lyrics. <laughs> so I'm just getting over here. <laughs> we, should, we could compare lyrics side by side. But, okay, so you're talking about how well something did. Yeah. You said it's Billboard. Yes. It, Peter Cetera was number one, mm-hmm. which I, he had a number of what well, number one hits, both in Chicago yeah. and out of Chicago. But I want to point this out, that uh, the Karate Kid has a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. which, that's pretty good. It's great. That's very it's good. It's honestly great. Yeah. What does the second one have? Second one has 43%. Ooh. Third one has thirteen, but that's beside the point. You know what? You know what's cool? Uh, so, Karate Kid came out in what nineteen eighty four, right? Yes. Um, you know, it's kind of cool that the Rotten Tomatoes predated the internet. Oh no, this is definitely retroactive. It's very retroactive. I mean, I think we're going off nostalgia here. But I think critics are going to go, "Yeah, I watched that movie when I was a kid, and I loved it." And that's about as far as it goes. They go, "Yeah, two was cheesy and maybe think, not as memorable." You don't think they watched it again. To give it a rating as a critic. Nope. Come on. Rotten Tomatoes is full of fanboys. Well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it has 90 and 2 has 43 for how the perception is. But, you know, I'm arguing for 2. And I think it is really just... What makes 2 better? Well, it just is. It's deeper. Okay, let's go into this. Let's go into this. Into the arguments, not the success. Let's, Let's talk about all the kids who mimic the drum punch. Oh, there's none. Okay. Back you know, to crane kick. You know what's awesome? Not the crane kick. It's a really weak move. I, this is the second time we talked about the crane kick. I'm just saying the crane kick is... Do you know what? It's actually kick. an effective move. 
The drum punch. Oh yes, swinging both <laughs> arms wildly in front of your face and hoping it's not swinging. That they don't it's, move. It's like it's like this double-handed slap. And you don't think that could be blocked? Dude, it would hurt so much worse than the crane kick. I don't know. A foot to the face would hurt pretty bad. <laughs> you, Just so you go know, watch the fight scenes. They're demonstrating these things while they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Up here. Let the record the show sun shining down on me. Moving around like crazy. No, like, the, okay. When Ralph Macchio, who is, you know, supposed to be the every kid, even though he was 23 when he filmed <laughs> The Karate Kid. He still looks like he's... No, in his voice in the sequels is just as high. Yeah. And he's like 40. Um, but when he does the crane kick, like it's super weak, but like, uh, it got Johnny to fall on the floor. You yeah. call that weak? Yeah. He fell <laughs> yeah. On the floor and then they all respected was, him because he, of that. He's in pain. You could tell John world's Billy worst karate on the ground. World's worst karate tournament. <laughs> the all Valley karate tournament. <laughs> it was, terrible. you know, for the montage, you're the best around. And I watched it again today. He basically does this, huh? Chop. Now like you win Daniel son. You win, guy yeah, from Street it's, Fighter. It's like fencing. They're not. This is an Ultimate no, Fighter it, championship. No, he's getting creamed. In fact, I, I want you to watch this and think about the fight with Dutch. Do you mean? Do you remember Dutch from Cobra Kai? Yeah, he's the really blonde guy that looks like he's like on speed, right? Yeah. No, not Luke Skywalker. Not Luke Skywalker. No, he looks like Jared Leto from Fight Club, and he would demolish Daniel Sun. I want you to watch this again. Unless he wasn't fighting. There's no that. way. In fact, he kicks Danielson in the chest, and then the fight keeps going. Danielson's like, oh, oh, that's it, impossible. It's not. And the then he does this the fight in the dog. Then he he kicks him once. Wait, no. So he he was, huh? It's Where are we going with that? The dog in the fight. It's the sight sight. Dang it. <laughs> Just start singing again. <laughs> Going to break the ice. <laughs> but there's no way Daniel could beat Dutch. I'm saying that. Quotability. Quotability. Oh, do not go here. No, I'm just saying. Austin Powers is quotable. Yeah, I don't know if quotability. I'm just saying, is. wax on, wax off. <laughs> no, say member. Get the body bag, yeah. Get him a body bag, Johnny, yeah. <laughs> um, let's think of lines from number two. Yeah, you know it's kind of great um, that there are no quotable cliche lines. Yeah, you hate it when your screenplay isn't remembered by anyone. Yeah, like kids who like to just say, you know, quote, "Get the body bag" or "Sweep the leg, Johnny," Sweep the leg. which is a great line because it's so stupid. So, that is so credit gets exactly used better because it doesn't have any good lines. That's what you're saying. No, I, it's, I'm not going to say something's better based on quotes. I'm just because saying. Because I think that's a silly, like, relatability, 80s, 90s argument. I'm just saying. A lot of kids have been bullied in school. Not many kids have been to Okinawa. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> do, do you have to, like, be there in a situation for you to enjoy a movie? No, no. Because I, I it sounds like it. I enjoy you're, you're, you're throwing away the point that we both like the movies we're talking about. I like credit too. I'm just it saying. It doesn't sound like movie. it, Joel. I like Craddick too. <laughs> I like the fact that he's that Daniel Sun is able to see this different culture, and that Mr. Miyagi has this past with his old flame and best friend and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's all good stuff. Yeah, but it's not as good as the original. See, I just think the original has a good villain. No, <laughs> what? Yeah, the original has a good villain. I'm telling the okay. co- the Cobra Kai sensei and Johnny and the bullies are all menacing villains. Who's the villain number two? The Hurricane, Chosen, and Sato. Yeah, his name is Chosen. No, I you want love to go that. On the nose character <laughs> yeah, naming no, right it's there. It's true. The you villain, mean what? Do you, what do you mean the neo Nazis who run the Cobra Kai? Is that what you're <laughs> saying? <laughs> the but, Vietnam vet who I'm like saying, hates children. Okay, just go with me here. Okay, yeah, just, I'm following. The hurricane is pretty much the most. That's the climax. It is. And yeah. And they have the second climax, which is when they're having a festival celebrating the fact they survived, and then Chosen zip lines in and says, "I'm gonna fight you." 
And everyone goes, okay, and they all get out their drums. Here's what the hurricane does. So Sato will not let this this battle with Miyagi go. Right. Miyagi ran away from the country right. 40, 50 years before. And, you know, Sato is like, you're a coward. You're a coward. Come fight me now that you're back. And he is like, I'm, g- <laughs> I'm going to destroy this village because he won't fight me. Because, of his, because his girlfriend didn't marry him. Yeah, exactly. And he is obsessed. And it's actually a really good character turn when in the hurricane or typhoon, he wants to save the village. And he changes completely because he, it's a time of distress. That's but a character turn. He only changes his heart because <laughs> Miyagi saves his life. Yeah. Wouldn't you? No, you? I'm just saying you completely did that. It's like, and then all of a sudden he decided to save them. No, but I mean, he, there was something to make him change. He wasn't just a flat character of like, and then they started, I'm teaching and, and kids said, to know, hate everyone. And then they said, you know, that's kind of weak. We have to add in another fight at the end with Chosen. Well, Chosen, that, you know, that struggle was happening the whole movie. Which Chosen? And so when Chosen ziplines in. <laughs> <laughs> Best villain entrance no, ever. No, I, I kind of love it because as silly as it is, it is actually... It doesn't have any music. It doesn't have You're the Best Around. It doesn't have Sweep the Lake. But what it does have is a fight of life and death. And that's what two does. It takes a silly karate Live tournament or die. and gives Daniel a choice. If I fight Chosen, I might die. Yeah, because you know, none, none of the, any of the people in the village they, or the festival would step in and be No, like, they wouldn't. Ah, they, were, they were just sitting there watching. Because they're sadists. <laughs> a little bit. In fact, <laughs> there's one point where Daniel looks up and Chosen's like, I'm going to kill the girl unless you cross the bridge. And then Miyagi says this, and I wrote down this quote. He says, Daniel-san, this not tournament, this for real. And so... <laughs> that sounds like something from a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. He's Asian. Is that Bloodsport? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, first of all, Jean-Claude Van Damme is... Uh, he's from Belgium. Be Belgium. No, yeah. Um, but he's so when Brussels. Daniel actually moves the bridge, the five-foot bridge, it, like the bridge isn't big enough. Anyone could jump over it, but it's symbolic of... I'm throwing my life away here, possibly. Like, I'm kind of weak, and this guy's trained his entire life. For a guy who has no stake in this honor thing at all. Like, Daniel, Danielson really didn't have to fight this, and all the villagers were like, I want to see how this plays out. Well, Unless no, but it's really, for the, it's, yeah. it's really for the movie audience, because they're like, well, we need a fight. We can't have the typhoon be the, the end of the movie. Exactly. We need a fight. So then you get it, and that's why it's there, and it's a fight of life and death. This for real. Yeah, and then here's here's the point I want to make out too is that everyone pulls out their little drums, starts going. Everyone, everyone has a drum. Do you Dude, do not hate on this scene. The drum scene is awesome. And then Chosen is like, "What are they doing? You know, I didn't grow up in this hey, village and have any idea what they're up to." Maybe these people in that village all have drums. You don't know. No, he no, no, I'm fine with no he drums. knew what. He, dude, did you watch the scene recently? What he does is he looks around. And he's kind of he's angry and he sits there. You know, he probably should have sucker punched Daniel again. Danielson Punch him in the face repeatedly. That's martial arts, though. People, you prepare. No, no, you <laughs> prepare for a while. You don't, you don't sucker punch people. You like if it's like true combat, which he was trying to do because he said he was doing Mortal Combat. <laughs> no, it's true combat. <laughs> like you sit there and you prepare. It's not like you just start sucker punching each other. No, no, no. But I'm just saying he sat. He the drum punch, not that hard to dodge. Because you see them put their the arms first over time, the side okay. and swing them clumsily. He should have dodged it the first time, but once you've been hit, like you're dazed. And that's why Daniel hits him about eight times to take him out. So you're saying that the first hit knocked him silly. <clears throat> yeah. He was nope. dizzy. Like if you got hit in the face, wouldn't you be a little, you know, I'd be unconscious? Mad. Yeah. You, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Get real. I have been hit in the face before. <laughs> I'm saying that fight actually had gravitas. The fight, Daniel basically fights in this karate tournament, the All-Valley Karate Tournament, so he won't get bullied anymore because even if he got second place, they're like, 
we're still going to bully you. No, and that's show, it. He just showed them that he was the best around. <laughs> <laughs> now they're going to keep it down. <laughs> Except for the Vietnam vet who still wants to kill him. I'm just saying that I, I just think that number two is fine. It's a good movie and I like it, but it's not the one people remember. You may have a very, very, you know, strong love for this movie, but you have to realize based on empirical evidence of both the Facebook polls and the office poll. Office poll actually 2-1. I'm just putting it out there. As much credence as you want to give to that. Yeah. Two did win. I thought the remake won. No, remake got a lot of votes, but 2-1. we one. that one out. <laughs> we did. <laughs> We're not allowing that one to win. Um, also, try to explain the miracle massage from Miyagi in the first movie. Do I need to explain <laughs> Mystic Eastern healing powers? <laughs> yes, please. Because <laughs> I'm saying, Mr. Miyagi, you're questioning Mr. Miyagi's wisdom here. Actually, yeah, because I think he is... Can you explain to me then... His, his karate training for Daniel-san was awful. Can you, Daniel can you, was a slave. Paint the fence, taught him to block. Wax on, wax no, off, taught him nope. to block. I'm sorry. It, it, was, it was all a ruse just to get him to do housework. It, and Mr. Miyagi, who owns an apartment complex, needs a lowly janitor, basically. Right, but I'm just saying it's a, it's <laughs> well, a You're just lesson. skirting right over the issues with number one. No, no, it's a life lesson. But, okay, so you're questioning the ancient art of healing. <laughs> the, right? Yeah. The, right, so I, I'm, I'm can, questioning can I also, the clear. Can I yeah. also question then the ancient uh, You're Japanese not defending art? yourself. You're just using. No, I just want to ask. Can I, can I then ask you the, the ancient Japanese art of hitting ice with your hands? Dude. I'm pretty sure that happens everywhere in Japan, and it's something that people do all the time. But he did six, and three was the max that anyone could ever do. Daniel did six. I'm saying that never <laughs> has happened in the history of the world. Hey, dude, it was an awesome scene when he, you know. You're right. No one else old, can survive six. He does the meditative thing, and he's a small kid. Let's remember that Mount Ralph Macchio yeah. was small and probably shouldn't have been the lead in these movies. No, that's the whole point. He's the karate kid. He probably should have been younger because he's like 40. I'm just saying, he's supposed to be the scrawny one because he's the kid. That's the whole point. It's heart over muscle. It's mind over matter. I never bought it, honestly. And I never bought it. Like him beating you Dutch. admitted you're not him. a true fan right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I never bought it. There it is right there, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> All right, listeners, you guys nope. can decide. Nope. One more thing. Okay. okay. This is Rocky made for kids. Quite literally, one of the writers of uh, Karate Kid worked on Rocky, and he said... Yeah, this is Rocky. And we actually equated these to Rocky. Uh, I don't know if you were there a little while ago, hmm. where oh, it was Mark and I. Um, but he said that the next Karate Kid, we, we agreed the next Karate Kid is the Rocky Five of the Karate Kid movies. Yeah. You just ignore it. Where I think Karate Kid 2 is Rocky 2. Is Rocky 4. <laughs> I don't know. I'm making a leap here. <laughs> Anyways, leap. I'm just saying this movie's not original. Pretty no, cliche. No, if, if I, I like say, it, but it is is corny, and that's why we all love it because we saw it in the eighties. And that's true. We're not going to sit there and admit, you know, say or say that these are like the best movies ever. Sure, made. yeah, they're, they're fun movies from our childhood. But it's just interesting to me that I went into this being like, yeah, Karate Kid one, the original, it's the best, and then having you come out and say no two was shocking. I was me. honestly just as shocked when we asked people around the office and they said yeah two, and I was like, I'm not the only one. Yeah, which was funny when you came up to me today and said, you know what. I don't think two is the better movie. I did not even say that. You said I said that. I have an uphill battle in this podcast. <laughs> because I, I'm pretty sure you came to me and said, Joel, I, I can't argue this. <laughs> Once again. I, I have no idea what truth. I'm doing. I've never even seen any. We're gonna have true combat movies. right here. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I mostly watch yep. my little pony and girls just want to have fun. Hey, tell me your favorite pony right now. It's Fluttershy. Okay. <laughs> Mine's Pinkie Pie. Pinkie Pie's pretty cool too. <laughs> She's so happy. <laughs> 
We should both. We should also clarify that both Kent and I have young daughters. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we're not bronies. We're not bronies. You're nearly a brony, though. I'm not, though. I haven't watched. You almost time. admitted once that you were a brony. No, no, no. Because I've, I've seen episodes, and I'm always when my daughter says, "You want to watch?" I'm fine, but I've. Never... Or was it a furry? No, family friendly. Family friendly. Yeah. So okay, we're going to kind of keep this short because you know this is our fact, opener show. We're at time. We're at right 35 now. minutes. Over 35. Yeah. Well, let's just wrap up with uh, some more recent sort of uh media talk and uh you know close there i I feel like every one of these shows is going to be you know superhero movie news well because that's all we're getting these days that's all we're getting there are so many superhero movies every year and so every casting announcement is big every trailer is big whatever i'm sure we'll be talking about the avengers in the next show or two i hope so um but so dc is they're coming out with the suicide squad and that is, I think, July or August of 2016. So it comes out three to four months after Batman v Superman, Dawn yep. of Justice. And so, and people were surprised about Suicide Squad uh, because, well, it's untested. Tell everybody what it is. Okay, so it's basically, basically a dirty dozen for kids. Yeah. No, yeah, that's very true. Wild I bunch, I dirty such dozen. Old man when I say that <laughs> for kids, for kids these days they like their superhero. Villains. When you say kids, you mean the comic demographic, which is like. 30 to 50, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, but I mean, Suicide Squad, if you don't know, it's a group of villains who yeah. are imprisoned, and then they are sent out on, on suicide missions, basically, mm-hmm. hence the name, to do things for the government, are we calling them? Yeah, shady organization. Yeah. Yeah. A shady government organization. Yeah. Uh, and it involves a lot of D-list villains. It does. And I don't know if it's a strong enough movie to lead off the pack. It's it's a little strange. It actually sounds like a better show. And that's what they're that's what they're hoping for because Batman vs Superman will be uh, really heavy. It's going to be just. You think it'll be dark and gritty because we really need a dark and gritty reboot. You know, you can be sarcastic all you want, but it is based off the Dark Knight Returns, which is one of the darkest and grittiest comic books out there. I know, but we can. And we it's can, awesome. Can we just have a happy, not a happy, but can we have a dark and gritty Batman? <laughs> Who is dark and gritty, and then just have Superman be Superman? Look, I'm you know they're going to be dark for a while or more grounded. I'm going to say grounded because that's kind of DC's thing. This is my life right now. It's dark and gritty. Look how dark and gritty it is in here. Well, it's sure not Marvel. You know, it's not popcorn world. fun all the time. I want a Marvel world. Yeah, this is a whole nother conversation. But anyway, so I'm hoping Suicide Squad will actually be the one where they're like DC's like, oh, we can have fun with this. I hope the de- I hope yeah. the because that would be crazy. the idea behind in the comics of Suicide Squad are funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying when you have they're nihilistic, but they're funny. When you have characters like Captain Boomerang, Harley <laughs> Quinn, and Killer Croc, and Deadshot, yeah, it better be fun. Yeah, because all those characters are kind of ridiculous. Not Harley Quinn. No, never Harley Quinn. Yeah, love you, Mark. Take it Robbie. easy. And, and I think the buzz, you know, if they said this, if they said, "Hey, we're gonna have Killer Croc, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang." Maybe Deathstroke in this movie. People be like, eh, I don't care. But I think when they said, oh, and we're going to throw in Harley Quinn, who's never been in a DC movie yet. Nope. was, uh, you know, She, she was, was first shown. Arrow. She was Oh, was she? Oh, it was totally. I'm a, sure they had to shut that down pretty quick, though. No, they have like, it's like you only hear her voice and see her silhouette and she's in a cell. And I'm not going to do a Harley Quinn impersonation, but she's like, can Mr. I come Jane? Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that again. No. <laughs> that was basically Mickey Mouse, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's just, I'm looking at the cast list here, and it's funny to me how Will Smith is one of the least exciting things about this movie. Here's what, a sad state of affairs. That's been his thing recently, though. I don't think it's necessarily that he's, you know, less loved or anything now. I think he's just 
indifferent. He's kind of just coasting along. Be like, yeah, I'll do something like that. I think you heard the feedback when he turned down Django and oh, Django yeah. Unchained. Yeah. And, you know, and he came out yeah. and said, uh, you know, I didn't want to be in an R-rated movie. I want to be in a movie for my kids. Plus, no. Django wasn't really the lead. Yeah, that's what I heard. No, it? it's both. I didn't. I didn't. I, I think the radar thing was maybe kind of a, a patch up. After it was a patch I, up. I didn't want to be. I, I wasn't the lead, so I didn't want to be in it. Yeah, and, and he should never have said that either. No, it's really dumb. So he's. I don't think he's a, as big a star as he was, which is why I'm worried this may become the Will Smith show. You know, like woo, you know, <laughs> right on target. You think he's going to go back to the woos? Yeah, he's, he should go back to the woos. He should go way back if he's going to the... But I think by having... I don't know. Oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome right, to Earth. Friendly. Family friendly. <laughs> it's a quote. <laughs> it's a quote. Oh, you so can say anything quote, with a quote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think by having Harley Quinn with Margot Robbie, who is fantastic, and then all of a sudden saying, oh, yeah, and remember how no one can replace Heath Ledger as the Joker? We're going to do the Joker again. Yeah, and I love how they tweeted out the, the <laughs> picture of the cast... The quote entire cast, and Jared Leto is the only one who's not there. I don't. I don't have a problem with that because I think people are expecting to see him in full makeup. And do you think they will show him in full makeup? Because they were very secretive about Heath Ledger. You know, this actually leaked. This was supposed to be a Comic Con announcement in July, but the director tweeted it out. Everything's been leaked. Like this whole cast and everything. They weren't supposed to announce like really anything. You know, I'm kind of sad that we live in that type of world. Yeah, no. A movie can be entirely spoiled before you even spoiled before you even see it. Yeah, that that bothers me because. But I, like, I still look up the crap. You know, it's weird. Yeah, I try to avoid it. Like it says, "Hey, leaked photo from the set," and I'm like, "I don't want to know because mm-hmm. I like being surprised when I go to a movie." Yep. One of my favorite things is to watch a movie having no idea what it's about, and have it be a good movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible and it's a bad movie, and it's not like I avoid trailers or, or anything like that. Although I will admit, trailers, even though they've gotten better. In the sense of pacing, they give yeah. away way too much. Yeah, like days. the last Avengers. Oh trailer, my gosh! Like I've seen the whole movie. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Like stop it, guys. Well, then they always have like here's the teaser trailer, here's the teaser two, here's trailer one through eight, here's the <laughs> final trailer. And here's some like, TV clips with yeah, new footage. And it's by the time yeah. you get to the end, you've either seen the same things a dozen times and are sick of them, or you, everything's been spoiled. Like yeah. when I see the Hulkbuster, you yeah. know, and Iron Man, uh, I'm I'm not going to care. I'll probably still get chills. But you hate chills? Marvel. You're going to get chills? Probably. Wow. I get chills easily in movies. By the way, I don't hate Marvel. What? Marvel, I don't hate them. Marvel, Marvel, Pixar, Dogs America. What else? <laughs> <laughs> I've never hated a Marvel movie. And that's it was everything. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Captain America, Thor, Thor the Dark World. No, I just think they're all average. I think they're vanilla. And I don't see the love behind it. That's why I've created this hate around... So it is hate. This so crazy it, love. And also, I say hate because you guys say hate. It's more like, hey, I hope this movie's good. You say hate. Uh, I say hottie. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> I'm just going to sing everything. So basically, I think this movie, uh, yeah. So with the Jared Leto thing, I think we're a month away from him revealing himself. And you think we're going to see full Joker costume face. and makeup? I think we're going to see face. Do you think they're going to do the whole viral thing like they did with The Dark Knight? No. Where they try to, you know, he takes over a site or whatever, which was cool. Which was cool. But. I, I think that was clever promotion. Um, I hope DC has all their, you know, cards in hand to do that. We'll see. I, I have a prediction I'd like to make. Okay. I have a, a prediction that this movie will be good for Margot Robbie. All right. And that's it. Hmm. She is a super fast rising star. Like it was she like, is. it was, you know, she was in about time, but no one really, it was kind of a sleeper hit. Yeah, it was. Boom. Wolf of wall street. And then she's everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
but not like she hasn't overexposed herself in movies yet. Well, she overexposed herself in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I meant she you know what I'm family friendly, <laughs> family friendly. But she hasn't done like uh, too many movies yet that were sick of her. Yeah, even though I mean she was in the uneven focus, which Jake you didn't really like at all, did you? No, it was. But weak. I thought she was pretty strong in that right. movie. But I think that that thing is, I think she's hit and miss with her roles. But I think this is going to be good for her career, and this will put her as kind of a household name. Yeah. And, and I think this is such a great role because yeah. you can have fun and be everyone a likable psychopath. Yeah, everyone loves Harley Quinn. Yeah. Harley Quinn. And Harley I, Quinn. I think you're right. This She will steal the show. Yeah, she's a good cast. I mean, look what happened to Arlene Sorkin when she did Harley Quinn. <laughs> oh, wait. Who? Mark <laughs> Hamill's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, who? Yeah. No, I, that's the thing. It's like, but everyone loves Harley Quinn. And you but, can see that by going to any Comic-Con. <laughs> but what they're doing with this cast photo is saying... Yeah, we're basically going with this established DC universe that this stuff has been going on for 20 years. Right. Batman's villains, it's the opposite of Gotham. Yeah. Cool. It's fast forward in the future. In fact, I know a little bit more than I probably should, but let's just say the Jason Todd situation has happened. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, spoilers. I know you don't like spoilers. Yeah, you jerk. So all of Batman's villains are basically in Suicide Squad, but and they're established. And I kind of have a problem with that. Yeah, because you, you know what this feels like to me? Hmm. Um, you know how, let's face it, Marvel was the B-list superheroes for the longest time. Correct. And they decided to take, like, Spider-Man was the standout. Spider-Man and X-Men. Yeah, and X-Men. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying that they decided they're going to do an Iron Man movie, and almost everyone went, Iron Man? Why are you doing this B-list superhero no one knows about? Yeah. And, which, you know, I knew of him. I mm-hmm. knew he was basically the <laughs> the Marvel version of Batman. Yeah, who just was, more drunk. Yeah, pretty much. Um but that's the thing is like, and then they did this B list, and all of a sudden they became A listers. Yeah, I feel like this is like DC saying, you know what we need to do? We need to pull out our B listers. We don't want to do a Wonder Woman movie or you know another uh, a standalone Batman movie again. Mm-hmm. I think you're right, actually, Joel. That's... And so, but then they said we're not just going to do that. We're going to do the B list Avengers. So here's what's here's my prediction. They're introducing, and if you look at this cast photo, there's what ten people there, maybe yeah. a dozen. Um, and they're saying, you know, here's Killer Croc. Here is, you know, Hugo Strange. For some reason, they're introducing him right now. He's not in this picture. No, he is. He's the guy on the right that's in the Mindy Project. I, I don't see uh, Hugo Strange. Patch. No, it's Doctor Strange. No. <laughs> Just messing with you. So what they're doing, I think they're saying, look at our cast. We're going to kill off at least half of these guys. And you're never going to see him in, another, in a Batman or Superman movie. You think they're just going to kill people off? For fun. Not if they're likable. You know. You no. Know How that, are they going to know they're likable? They're just going to say, we that, have some expendable. This will be the superhero expendables, oh, basically. Yeah, they're going to get rid of some. What the, how many expendables have died, Kent? Zero. <laughs> uh, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, I hate sure. the expendables. <laughs> That's the thing is if you don't. Uh, no, it's Suicide Squad. If people don't die. In fact, of the cast they announced earliest, I think Will Smith will stay alive because he'll Beast. Margot Robbie's going to stay alive. Margot Robbie. Kill of Harley Quinn. The Cara Della Virginia, whatever. She'll die. She plays Enchantress. She will die. Okay. And, oh, Captain Boomerang will die. Jai Courtney, because he's a terrible actor. Those are your predictions. Yeah. Think, and then all the, all the cast Mr. on the side will die. I going to bite it. Who's going to die? Mr. Echo. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He's Killer Croc. Yeah. And I think he's going to defend. He's, he's going to have one of those noble moments. Because he's going to be the big no. beefy guy. No, he's going he's gonna to have. The There's like, no nobility in this movie, and no, I think that's is, on purpose. What I'm saying is Harley Quinn is going to be in some sort of danger, and then he's going to come in and be like, you know, holding up a beam or something like that, letting her get out, and then smashing on top of him. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. It's a little strange that DC's trying to be grounded, 
And I'm, I'm even fine with Aqu- Aquaman. But having a mutant like Killer Croc, I'm not sure will work. That pulls it out of reality. It does. And that's what I'm saying is like this is, this is a bold move because DC, Christopher Nolan movies in particular, are very yeah. grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes them work. But if we pull Killer Croc in there, yeah. it suddenly becomes the amazing Spider-Man. Well, granted, Superman is an alien, so it does open it up. An illegal alien, I might add. Uh, hey, <laughs> amnesty, all right? Actually, he's probably naturalized now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably is. But you're right. I mean, Marvel, with their movies, they've been brilliant by actually going with what fans want. Cause, and there's not many people who read comics now, but they're saying, hey, people like that silly comic story. Let's just copy that. That costume wouldn't have worked in like back in the, when they first made the X-Men. Right. Remember, they just do black leather. Yeah. But if Marvel made the X-Men, Wolverine would have yellow spandex, basically. Oh, he would. He totally would. Um, and so they they know what the audience wants, and they want outlandish. Which means we get one more Hugh Jackman Wolverine. No. What? It's not going to happen. That's what he said. You didn't hear? Hugh Jackman said just one more, and it's going to be the Wolverine 3. Well, Even though the like other two don't, might not exist. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> no. But no, he, he'll, he'll come back on. Money. Robert Downey Jr. said he was done. And they're like, we'll give you this much. Okay, I'll do two more movies yeah, at least. but Hugh Jackman's Australian, so. Um, mm-hmm. What does that mean? Don't they get paid in kangaroo pelts? Yeah, uh, kangaroo sacks. You oh. know what I'm saying? <laughs> the seamless the coin purse. Seamless coin purse. Yes. Yeah. Family friendly. <laughs> Anyways, I I think I'm just excited, just as excited for Suicide Squad as I am Batman versus Superman. And that's kind of weird because this is a bunch of TV actors, essentially, and Will Ouch. Smith and Margot Robbie. Of course, those are second to Avengers 2, right? Really? <laughs> we'll do this next week. I mean, we'll talk about this. No, but I, I see your point. And I think you, you and I have had a discussion before, but for those that aren't in the conversation, which is everyone who's listening to this, I think there should have been a set-up Batman movie, and I think we should have got out one more Superman movie where he actually gets to be Superman. And I, so I'm not, a, I'm not excited for I, Batman versus Superman as much. I, I'm actually okay with the narrative, the way they're going, because unfortunately they are going to show the death of the parents. But at least they're not dedicating a whole movie to it. They're just going to show it once in this movie for some odd reason. Please stop showing the origin. And they're already saying, yep, here's our universe. And then they're going to continue to go on their own adventures. I just feel like DC is scrambling to catch up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think they're doing it wrong. I think they're jumping the gun on too many things, being like, we need to get this and this and this. They've already done this and this. And no. Like, no, no, take your time. As, do, a, do a Nolan. As someone who's okay with DC movies, uh, barring Green Lantern. And, you know, Superman Returns, stuff like that. Um, and eight others. I like... There are not eight other movies. Uh, I like... I would look up DC, how many DC movies there are. Uh, I mean, if we're going, like, 80s and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that they're investing. Because, remember, they made Batman Begins. One year later, Superman Returns. And Superman Returns did okay. But they're not like, we're not going to follow this guy. The critics liked it. Yeah, I know. Because they like, you know, artsy-fartsy stuff. And that movie was I'm just saying. As pretty as a picture. But um, then Green Lantern came out, and they were hoping Green Lantern would also set up this universe. And that failed. And they're like, oh, start from scratch. Now they're like, Marvel has scared us into action. We are investing in 20 movies no matter what. Yep. Even if one of these fell, we're not going to stop. But I'm yep. just saying. And you know what? If Batman vs. Superman fails, they're going to be scared. Is there any chance no. that movie's going to They fail. are going to be terrified. Even Superman Returns did well. Do you know why it's not going to fail? I mean, it, because it's released in March. Do you want to know why it's not going to fail? It's kind of because March it has release? a built-in audience. Everyone's going to go yeah. see that at least once. And if they hate it again, it still doesn't matter because they put their money up to start. Yep, yep. 
Everyone will go see out of curiosity. But here's here's my here's my thing. Okay. This may not be this isn't like please don't draw direct parallels to this. But remember when the space race and how America was getting up to space and Russia's like, Well, we can do it too. And yeah. they, that was a terrible Russian accent. But then they start <laughs> building their stuff and we bankrupted Russia. Yes. Because we basically told them we were further along than we were. Mm-hmm. And we bankrupted them. I feel like DC is Russia here, scrambling to keep up with Marvel, and I'm worried they're going to churn out so much crap, no one's going to take them seriously again. So you're saying that Avengers did so well, it's basically the fake man on the moon thing. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually okay with the man on the moon thing. Um, but, it, you know, like, everyone says we faked that to beat Russia. Right. Like, Avengers didn't deserve the success it got, in my eyes. Whoa. The number two movie in ever, The okay. Avengers. What's number one? Uh, Titanic. Oh, it's Avatar. number three. No, it's Titanic, Avatar, and then Avengers. What's wrong with this world? I know. Mm. And then Transformers Four, probably. <laughs> um, but I think no, no, no. Avatar beat out Titanic. Did it? Yeah. Oh, ugh. Well, I can look it up right now. Yeah, look it up right now. Okay, you guys, I, I think the Russia parallel is correct. Yeah, I agree. Too. I don't think DC slash Warner Brothers will go bankrupt. But they will reconsider their options if two movies in a row fail. Yeah, well, I mean they have Batman and Superman, so and those and let's be honest, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman are the A list of the A list. Yes. Right. Every yeah. child played Superman. Every child played Batman. Every girl wanted to be Wonder Woman. No one wanted to be this, Captain Marvel. Yeah, it makes sense what they're doing. I mean, they're like, well, we'll put Batman and Superman in one movie. At least this one will make money. This we know me this off, will by work. The way. I shouldn't have read this. Oh no! I just want to what's say, happened. Okay, so. These, according, this is according to Wikipedia, the source of all truth and knowledge. Um, the top, I'm just going to go through the top ten real quick. All right, so all right. Mojo, man. So, number ten, Transformers Age of Extinction. Oh. <laughs> Are you serious? One billion dollars. Oh, I want to cry. <laughs> number nine, Skyfall. Really? One of the worst. No. Most, one of the, I disagree. Skyfall cannot be number nine of all time. Number nine, right there. Of last year or two years ago? No, this is Ever. highest grossing. I cannot believe time. a Bond movie did that well. I yeah, know. Huh. That's what I'm saying here. I'm I'm kind of floored by this. Yeah, I All do right, so hmm. Skyfall, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. All right, you belong. Yeah, Transformers, Dark on the Moon. That's uh, the second. That's the third Transformer. No, I'm saying that's the second Transformers, Transformers movie. Oh, there are more than two. No, no, that, there, okay. There's only two. Thank uh. Number six, Iron Man three. What? Not Iron yeah. Man one. The best. I knew that one made it too. I'd say the best Marvel superhero movie. I would agree. That's not on there. It's Iron Man three. Wow. Number uh, five, Frozen. Season. <laughs> oh, no, I yeah. hate this planet. There's so many better <laughs> movies out there. Number four, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, part two. Uh, not a great movie, but, but representative the of the series. It's yeah. a culmination of the right. entire series. Number three, Avengers. Number two, Titanic. Number one, you were Avatar. Right. Yeah. Wow, and Avatar $2, is... $2,787,965,887. Oh, wow. Well, and Avengers 2 is predicted right now to make more than that. Avengers 2 is predicted to make... Two, tracking to make $200 million. I'm just... Floored by oh, an that. opening? Yeah. yeah. Dark Knight Rises, by the way, is number 11. Uh, what about Dark Knight? So that got pumped way, way back. 19. Wow. Because that climbed really quick and then got pushed. Yep. Yeah. Dude, you know what's weird? Like 15 years ago, we had all the Spielberg Spielberg films up there. That's true. Oh, my gosh. We had... we What? No, I just say I was looking to see the oldest movie on here. The oldest movie on here is at number 47, E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Wow. That's... it's. That's just funny to me. And yeah, yeah, but it's still on. There. I think we can. I think we can wrap this up. Yes, I mean, it's, it's been some good fighting. Yep, it's been good. It's been good. Thanks yeah. for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll see you next time. We'll try to make this every week, once a week. Yeah, 
Yeah. And yeah, next just, time, Kent will do the singing. So yeah, <laughs> I don't Kent's think you'll let me. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And this has been Bacon Sale. <laughs>